Hey everyone, welcome to Season 2, Episode 7 of the Right Words Podcast. I am Hayley Walsh, your host, author of Lighthearted Fiction, and as always, I'm coming to you from Darug Country in far western Sydney at the base of the beautiful Blue Mountains. Seven is actually a lucky number for some, and if you listened to the previous episode, you would have learned that six is my lucky number. Anyway, moving right along, I'm happy to be bringing you the first Goodreads episode of the year. I share with you three reviews for books I have really enjoyed over the last few months. There is a review from the lovely Tamara Watson, who you may remember from the very first episode of the podcast, and there is also a review from one of our regular listeners, Darius Guilford. Thank you both for sharing your thoughts on the book you have chosen to highlight. The reviews showcase different genres. We have romance, fantasy, YA fiction, contemporary and memoir. So sit back, relax, and let us help you find your next great read. One Summer in Santorini by romance author Sandy Barker. This is book number one in the holiday romance series, and there are five books in this series. Now, Greece has long been the number one destination on my bucket list, but alas, I'm still yet to go there. I just knew I had to read this book. Remember Shirley Valentine? She had fun, right? And if, like me, you're an old fart and remember the film, the most fun she has takes place on a boat. In this story, we meet Sarah. She is done with men and books a trip around the Greek islands accompanied by a group of total strangers. The last thing she wants is any drama, especially the male inflicted type. But when she meets younger sexy American Josh on the pier, sparks fly. Sarah discovers Josh will also be joining her on the voyage. During the trip, she also meets handsome Silver Fox who promises to make all her dreams come true and sweeps her off her feet. Sarah was trying to stay clear of men, and now she has two, both competing for her affection. Will Sarah embark on a holiday romance with one of these men, or stick to her plan of avoiding men altogether? There is a cast of diverse characters who join her on the trip. The descriptions of the Greek islands and all they have to offer are fantastic. It made me want to explore the hidden valleys of local shops, taste the food, drink the wine, and swim in the clear blue water. I wanted to meet the locals. I wanted to feel the Mediterranean sun on my face. I love this book. Sandy whisked me away to a place full of wonder, gorgeous scenery, great food, and most importantly, lots of romance. I very much look forward to reading the rest of the books in this holiday romance series. If you like a bit of drama and a bit of romance wrapped up in a breathtaking destination, I recommend this book and I give it five stars. Skinful by Robin Fleming. I'm not normally a big reader of memoirs, but I'm glad I was sent a copy of this book by the author's publicist to read before my upcoming interview with her on this very podcast. Robin Fleming's memoir showcases her adventures spending a lifetime as a global nomad, but is also a raw and honest story of healing. It is a fast-paced and engaging read as you join the author on her travels around the world, working as a freelance editor. The book is divided into four parts, each highlighting turning points in her life. The first covers her years in Hong Kong from 1986 to 1993. The second describes her time back in Australia. The third, her time as a global nomad. And the fourth is the beginning of her new life, free of alcohol at last. The author is the first to admit she has an addictive personality, possibly due to childhood experiences with her parents. 
Is her compulsion to constantly travel and push herself to compete in marathons all over the world just her way of trying to outrun her problem drinking? While in Hong Kong, her hidden dependency on alcohol begins to impact on her physical and emotional well-being. Maybe returning home to Australia is the answer. She turns to Alcoholics Anonymous and manages 11 whole months without drinking before old habits once again rear their ugly head. This time she decides she'll drink moderately, but no matter how hard she tries, the problem drinking follows her everywhere she goes. She spends decades hiding this part of her from people around her. She finds herself drinking alone in her room after she says, I'll just have two glasses. These two glasses would often turn into a whole bottle, sometimes even more. She throws herself into long distance running and sets extreme physical challenges for herself to try and gain control of her addiction. She looks back on her childhood years, being brought up by a harsh taskmaster of a father and a loving but overwhelmed and often overstretched mother who was your typical housewife of the 1950s and 60s. She didn't have the confidence to stand up to her husband. The author realises that she has been using alcohol to try and numb her feelings and emotions, an emotional void filled with copious amounts of her poison, white wine. During a hurricane in New York City, after four long decades of battling this demon, she finally finds the courage she needs to stop drinking once and for all. One important aspect of this book is it highlights something known as grey area drinking. This is when we drink more than a moderate amount of alcohol, but don't quite meet the criteria for total dependence. It is easy to see and understand how she could struggle for so long. It's probably more common than we think. The book is well written and provides hope to others who may find themselves in a similar cycle of drinking behaviour. If by sharing her brave and inspiring story, she can help another overcome their addiction, then every drop of blood, sweat and tears the author poured onto the pages was worth it. I give it five stars. The Five People You Meet in Heaven by Mitch Album. I have always been a huge fan of Mitch Album's work, and this book was one I had not yet read. After a recent guest on the podcast talked about this book inspiring some of his own work, I borrowed it from my mother to read. This is one of those books that stays with you long after you have finished it. It makes you think about your own choices, relationships, and what impact you might have had on other people you have crossed paths with during your lifetime. In this story, we meet Eddie, an amusement park ride operator on Ruby Pier. Eddie is responsible for the maintenance and upkeep of the rides. On his 83rd birthday, one of the rides malfunctions due to a damaged cable and stops halfway through the ride. Two of the staff are able to rescue the passengers on the ride and then release the ride's cart for inspection. However, Eddie's workmates don't hear his desperate screams as he realises the cart will detach if it is released. Eddie then notices a girl he'd seen before at the park sitting in the exact spot the cart looks set to impact. He immediately lunges towards the girl, intending to pull her to safety. Eddie then feels an exploding impact, sees a blinding flash, feels a little girl's hands in his, and then blackness, nothingness, a weightlessness, and all his ailments, aches, and pains associated with his advanced years seem to have disappeared. He feels a sense of calm. It's here he meets the blue man, who informs Eddie he is in fact dead and has arrived in heaven. He finds out he is there to embark on a journey through five of its levels, meeting someone who has had a significant impact upon his life 
or someone upon whom his life had a significant impact. Eddie then meets four other people who guide him through this spiritual journey or awakening if you like. A lot of the classic questions we would all ask if we found ourselves in the afterlife are addressed by the author. Album does not preach to the reader, nor is any religion spoke of. This makes it a great read for anyone and sends each reader on a spiritual journey that is theirs and theirs alone. The book delivers a great voice, unique and interesting characters, and lots of meaningful messages about life in general. It is a short read with short chapters, which is something I'm a fan of. A Mitch album book has never let me down, and this one is certainly no exception. I give it five stars. G'day, my name is Tamara Watson, and the book I'm reviewing is The Demon's Kiss by Juliana Haggett. The Demon's Kiss is the first young adult fantasy book in the Blackthorn Hunters Academy series. This fast-paced book has Erin, a homeschooled, clueless girl, thrown into the world with demons and other supernaturals. This book has the typical love interest in the form of half-demon Ray, who seems to have a hard time deciding if he actually likes Erin or not. So throw into the mix the annoyingly overexcited puppy dog love of um, new classmate Harvey, and the triangle is complete. So Erin, who has no idea demons exist was dropped into the second year at the academy with no prior knowledge um, on demons or hunters or skills to um, with hand-to-hand combat um, which is a big part of the of being a hunter the relationship Aaron has with most of the cast is portrayed as very surface level the only true bond she seems to form is with Claire the daughter of the extremely mean professor crimson a lot of this story is focused on how Aaron feels about Ray and how Ray feels about Aaron, even if he won't admit it. Um, but The Demon's Kiss is realistic in the way all the extra work on Aaron um, to catch up with the year's worth of work takes its toll on her, being tired and grumpy and all of that sort of stuff. But her it's unrealistic on how situations are handled and... Yes, I understand it's a fantasy story, but human nature is still predictable. In terms of visuals, the way Haggett Haggett describes the different types of demons paint a picture easy enough to imagine. The grounds, the people, and even the blackthorn tree are clear in my mind as I read. Certain parts that, if time was taken to focus on the emotional side, would have had me tearing up. That said, Random burst of bursts of laughter did get me strange looks from time to time. As the title informs, the base storyline is about the ki- demon's kiss. The kiss, a mark branded on Aaron, keeps the story moving along from both Aaron's point of view as well as Ray's. I can't tell you how many times I get frustrated wanting to know a story from the male's point of view. There is normally less tears. Like I stated, this story is very fast-paced, but it flows effortlessly. I will admit I went through the complete five-book Blackthorn Academy series in one week. It was an easy read that didn't lose my interest, even for a minute. An older young A audience or, um, or a fantasy fanatic would love this book or series. If I was to rate this online, it would definitely get a four out of five star review. Thanks.
Hello, my name is Darius, and I'm happy to share this book review with you on the Right Words podcast. Today, I'd like to share with you the young adult novel Climb by Australian author Philip Barker. Climb is the first book in the Ashley Davies trilogy. Spoiler alert for this review, I loved it, and let me tell you why. First, I'll give you the setup for the book. The story follows a 13-year-old girl named Ashley. Ashley lives in a rural town in New South Wales. We quickly learn Ashley's father is not in the picture, and there is evidence of a family tragedy that Ashley is too young to remember, and her mother and older brother do not want to discuss. I'm not giving away too much there, that's the setup. What we discover is the tragic events might be in the past, but their consequences are very much alive and kicking. When Ashley enters a rock climbing competition to prove her independence, her courage, her ability, and to put her bully in his place, so good on her for that, she uncovers family secrets and regrets that connect her small town community in painful and destructive ways. For me, it's not so much the character development that is enjoyable, although it is good, but the way in which the story develops and unfolds to reveal the characters, just like getting to know real people. And this is why I invested in the characters. Would I want to be friends with all of them? Maybe not. Do I feel my life would be richer, fuller, deeper for knowing them? You bet. As promised by the title, rock climbing features heavily throughout the book. It is both metaphor and plot device. It ain't subtle as a vehicle for a coming-of-age story. But remember, this is a young adult novel, and it is age-appropriate. Which brings us to a question about this book review that needs to be addressed. Why is a middle-aged, middle-class man reading and raving about a young adult novel? Firstly, I say, read what you enjoy. Secondly, I'm a middle-aged man who is devoted to his family and has a sense of social responsibility. I like to see children and communities given every opportunity to flourish. And having read the book, I have a very good feeling the author does too. So what's the storytelling like? Well, full disclosure at this point, I have mountaineers in my extended family, but I, myself, am terrified of heights. Let me tell you, I could feel every inch of those climbs. It's not so much that the passages describing the sport induced nauseating vertigo, but more that Philip's ability to make you feel the physical and mental stress of climbing that puts you right in the action. And he never lets you forget that this is kids he's talking about. He isn't soppy or sentimental, he's real. His writing is real. It feels real. You can feel the strain in your muscles, the skin being scraped off your knuckles, the rope burning your hands, and you can feel the determination to make it to the top, to prove yourself. Now that's how you get a reader to stay glued to the story. The secrets Ashley explores in Climb are hurting her family. They're hurting her community. If she can uncover the stories behind these secrets, they could be the map she needs to help her discover herself and to a deeper, more honest relationship with her family. They could be a map that will take her further and higher. Philip Barker shows us both the blessing 
and the curse of small rural towns, and makes us feel how painful it is to both hold on to secrets and to share them. The best part of the book is when you start cheering for many of the characters in the book, you realise everyone is important, everyone matters, and maybe, hopefully, you'll start cheering for yourself too. I'm looking forward to the sequel, Climb Harder. So go get the book. Enjoy it. Share it with your friends and your family. And listen to Haley's interview with Philip on the Right Words podcast, released on the 28th of April, 2022. Climb is available in hard copy and now also in audiobook. Thanks, Haley, for giving me this opportunity to share a book I love with you and your listeners. Well, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed the reviews and I hope one of these great books sparked your interest. We will be having another Goodreads episode later on in the year. If you would like to share a review and be part of this episode, send an email to talesbyhales76 at gmail.com all lowercase, that's T-A-Y-L-E-S-B-Y-H-A-Y-L-E-S 76 at gmail.com and be sure to include Goodreads in the subject title. Thanks for joining us for this episode and remember, when we write, we can't go wrong. And until next time, bye for now.